I told you about how I met William or how how we mm-hmm. were kind of stuck together for a while? The <laughs> thing is, our, our last names are very close together. Mine's Hunter, his is Goyer. So it, alphabetically, if you get put in a class together, you get to sit next to each other in class. So that's what happened to us back in 2009. Yeah. And then I guess, as they say, the rest is history. Um, I was always the supportive person to William. And so through that relationship that we then built, we started UIP together and all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, he he does. Nathan does have a tendency of dragging me into things, which I actually end up staying in, which is, you know, it's been surprising. So congratulations, Nathan. Uh, you know, we've been, uh, we've made it so far and we we're still talking to each other so it's, it's a great accomplishment somehow somehow this is the, the, this is actually still the case yeah and when was your when was your last uip session oh god I, I think i closed it uh 2018 so there was this um very cool uip slash uh so we had um the year tunisian uh forum in in france i was mm-hmm. involved quite a lot in in uh french uip like to say local you took the european tour uh you know you took the uh, the lead on <laughs> doing uh, one session in every country where uip is and i took more of the local approach so 2018 was kind of a closing ceremony for me a summer uh where i handled the media team essentially uh, so that was, yeah, that was three years ago. Oh God, that's you know, and you can see it, the gray hair. Um, the, the surprising thing is that when I started EYP, I already had gray hair. If you remember, Nathan. So yes, I remember. You know, it just added a bit, but it was already a problem before. Mm-hmm. You had gray hair in two thousand and nine yeah. when we started high school together. It might have been like anticipating the stress out of you know knowing you and uh hence starting uip uh, i think you know was foreshadowing for sure uh, but you know we're here that's true that's true and i know like one of the topics that we'll probably get into at some point is going to be um around organizing and like the stuff that it teaches you so you know that good old uh, growing through hoeing um, and as I was actually thinking about it, that the other day, I started to think about the first session we organized together. So that was back in 2010, because in UIP France, there's a slightly different way of who organizes national sessions, which is if you're selected to, so if you, there are going to be two national sessions per year. And if you're in the, whichever one that you're in, if you're selected to go to the international session, the following international session, then you are also selected to organize the following national session the next year at your own school. So there was us as delegates, absolutely clueless. And then we had to organize the French national session. Yeah. Just a, just a disclaimer for anyone listening, this is just the case in France. And I hope it's from what I've heard, it's changing. But for anyone who's about to go to their IS, please don't be afraid that they'll force you to H or something because this is not a common practice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think Nathan, you're right. It, it, you know, the whole EYP experience for us has been a, I would say, a series of kind of 
candid. I mean, if I remember how candid we were, you know, starting to say like, all right, well, AYP sounds cool. Nathan, you know, told us about it. All right, well, let's try to do it. I remember, you know, telling my parents about it and they were like, yeah, but you know, you have to pass your back, which, you know, A-levels, uh, however you want to call it, depending on your country. But essentially, you know, you got to focus on your studies. And I was like, yeah, but this sounds cool. But it was always kind of like, I had no idea what this would lead into uh, as anyone. So the first was, all right, well, let's take partake into a, a national session. Um, not really going in there thinking that, you know, I, I remember that, you know, to to be selected for the national session, we we were talking about, yeah, we'll just organize a festival. You remember that, Nathan? You know, it was like just, you know, casual organizing a festival. We didn't do it because, you know, that would have been overkill for sure. Uh, but then, yeah, the the first uh, the first session again, going in there really candidly, uh, had a lot of fun, um, you know, just organizing this in our in our in our school. I think what really got to me was the idea that you you know, so it was organized in our high school, and so when you see your the place that you go to every day being transformed for you know a weekend, that was pretty powerful for me. I think because it was like. Uh, there's some aspects of, you know, you can you can turn the place around you into something that you want, which, you know, will uh, lead into other conversations as well. But this was really kind of saying like, oh, wow, yeah, well, through kind of work and dedication and also a lot of naivete, we actually got here. Um, and of course, with the support of a lot of people uh, and you were the HO at the time, uh, which you did an amazing job, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that those were like the small steps going into uh, going from an individual where I was really just, well, you know, just a shy kid in in the classroom, and those individual events kind of got us, uh, you know, one step closer to where we are now. Essentially, that was a good memory with joe and a lot of the the other podcasts we've been talking about failing and saying that uip is a great place in which we can try things we can fail and if i remember correctly we had a number a huge number of failures during that first national session that we organized to be in these new naive uh basically delegates organizing our own national session and not understanding what does it actually mean to do it and how are we meant to manage this like uh, as you pointed out for that one I was one of the the HOs and I remember during the during the first day so not the first day of the session the first day of the arrivals of the officials I remember running backwards and forwards from the bus slash train station and bringing people over and then people are trying to find me to find out what's happening for XYZ because I'm meant to be helping orchestrate stuff. And I was like, I don't really know what to do. So I'm just going to run. And I just run like to the translation, pick someone up, come back, not tell somebody that I've picked them up. And then we actually had, and I think it was uh, Laura Luiton that she, uh, she was like the general manager yeah. for EYP France at the time. She came over and she locked me and Guillaume, the other head organizer, in a room. And she said, you guys do not move from there. If you need something done, you talk to another organizer. They're looking for things to do. You have a conversation and you try to somehow orchestrate things around you, but you are not allowed to leave the room. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was something that, I mean, again, you know, always underestimating kind of the effort that we'll take, but always thinking, wow, that would be cool. You know, like I remember the, you know, the party where we had the um, the UV paint or something like this. That was always the discussion was like, oh, that would be cool. Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, it, it, this kind of stuck to me. And I think that's props to you because that was something where, you know, my personality and a lot of people around, you know, the, the around us was more, well, you know, let's be conservative. Like, you know, we, we you know, it's not for us to organize an, a national session or to organize this or to go into this organization. But, you know, you were always like, no, it'd be cool. Let's do it. And it ended up, you know, working out. Uh, and this and this kind of mindset, that has, that, that has stuck with me. And that's also part of the reason there was an IS after that. Um, but just of thinking, yeah, that'd be cool. Why not? Why not us? You know, and that's something that a, a lot of people. So, you know, organizing things, you realize that, you know, if you're if you want to try it out, you should actually go for it. Um, and you're right. UIP is a place where there is not too much. Well, you, you, you basically adjust your perception of risk a bit more, as in. Uh, you're more tempted after in life to take more risks and be okay with, you know, if it fails, it fails and some things will fail. And it's not like you either succeed at organizing a, a national session or any kind of session or you don't. It's not binary, right? Like things will go well, things will go less well, but that's not what you see before you start organizing it. You're like, oh my God, you know, I can't do it. It will just be a total failure. People will die. No you know, it's going to be, you know, things might not work out completely, but things will. And in the end, it's pretty worth it. Mm. And I'm, I'm kind of interested with also with, with like Joel's experience of this stuff, because um, so you and I, you know, we went through, we were delegates and then we kind of moved on from there. I think I know. That wasn't the case was, for me. What are you talking about? No, I said like me and William. So yeah, oh, right, me, yeah, me and William, like the, the way that we started, yeah, we were delegates. We went through that. Then we did a couple of sessions as delegates. And then I think each of us did some kind of session as an official or something like this. And then moving towards that, you know, one year later, organizing and then trying to take our previous experience for this. Joe, you jumped in first session as an auger. Like <laughs> how, how, how on earth was that experience of trying to help organize something that you had no idea of what exactly was happening since you hadn't been in their shoes before? I think it was really, from what I remember from it, this was oh, almost 10 years ago now. Uh, so it's a bit of a hazy memory at this point, but from what I remember from it, it was very rewarding in the sense that the atmosphere was very, as we've later come to realize, very accepting to not being perfect and making some <laughs> mishaps on the way. And everything, well, I was very lucky that the head organizers were, well, of course, partly my, my close friends, because that's how I ended up there. Uh, but they were also through that very, very grateful for me being around just this random friend that has nothing to do with EYP to come and help them out when they need need someone to make things happen and I think 
in the end, I wasn't that much less prepared than someone who has their first official experience as an organizer. Because if you're a delegate a couple of times, you don't really know what's going on in the officials team. And you really need to be an official to actually have an in-depth understanding of that. And as someone from outside of the organization, well, you didn't have an understanding of that, but you still you could figure things out as you went. Okay, then Joel, what about fuck ups though? So you're in your you're an auger for the first time. You're in this event talking to your friends. You haven't lived the experience of the other roles to kind of to instinctively understand what you should be doing at different times. So did you make any huge mistakes that you remember that you were like, why am I doing this? I think there was a lot of um, not being aware of what the needs of the other people were. Um, but any sort of fuck up that I did around that was either brushed off with um, the receiving party knowing that I wasn't really aware of what I needed and them having the patience for that or just not having the patience for that and just sending someone else to do what I couldn't do or like get what I didn't understand. Um I don't I don't recall there being any massive mishaps for that that particular session. My path as an organizer in general went quite smoothly. Yeah, there's not that much to explore there. But then again it's a very what I consider a very minor part of my UAP journey at this point. I think I haven't been an organizer since twenty fifteen ish. No, like twenty sixteen. I don't know. I think as a the average head organizing experience is a lot less welcoming as what William describes it. Because if you look at it from a NC National Committee point of view, you kinda just have to find someone to make your events. And it's as well, EYP France has gone into this mode of let's just force delegates to do it <laughs> that happen to be selected. There's always, well, not always, but from what I've understood quite often, you're kind of coercing or trying to very, very strongly influence someone to do it. And yeah, it's becomes much less of a, this could be cool, let's do it. And much more of a, is someone going to be upset at me if this goes wrong kind of an environment? Which is something, I don't know, like it depends a lot between countries. Like a lot of places start organizing really early and start to think about that. But then there's a lot of places where the culture doesn't really allow for that. Like from what I heard from Azerbaijan, for example, is that the sponsors for anything, they won't tell you anything binding before like uh, um, maybe a month, a couple of weeks before the session because they won't know. It's just not the culture to make those kind of contracts for uh, transportation or accommodation a year beforehand. And that just brings a different sort of um, pressure into the thing when 
you're instead of having the freedom of let's think about cool things you kind of you're forced to think about okay how do we com- not completely fuck this up i was i was going to say i think we were pretty i mean if i remember we're pretty grateful of organizing the thing i think because again we completely under- underestimated probably the the um i would say the the effort um but it did bring I mean, to me, all those kind of steps, I really see those uh, events as like those individual steps towards not necessarily like a, an end goal. Um, and, you know, we can get into the the IS specifically, but into kind of becoming, um, you know, more, well, more confident about what you do, uh, finding what you're good at as well. I think UAP is, is a very cool place to do that. Um, I kind of see my uh, EYP journey as was a lot of media because, uh, you know, that was what I did for videos uh, organize while well, I was thinking during national session, I was uh, organizer for the, the media team because uh, I had gone into videos before. So there was this kind of media aspect, but I probably spent more time uh, organizing, but also taking some responsibilities locally. So that was, uh, I think, you know, really the experience that where I spend the most time <clears throat> uh, after, you know, the this initial phase of EYP where you kind of travel a lot of places. And, uh, you know, again, that was more limited compared to other people who really spent a lot of time traveling a lot. And I quickly got into the kind of regional committee, national committee aspect of things um, because that was the place where I could really bring a lot of value in terms of creating the space for people to do the EY, to do EYP, um, which is something that is, you know, not necessarily that I was thinking about the why I'm doing this. You know, I was trying to think about before this call in the shower, I was like, why did I do this? And, you know, this question of like the why changes a lot. Uh, and it's not like I, I, I realized that I wasn't thinking about the why of why you do something specifically like every day. You're like, oh, I'm starting to work on EYP. Why am I doing this? No, you, it kind of just like flows out of you. And you just see if, you're, if your body, if your personality is going into organizing stuff, into going into sleepless nights and, you know, organizing and taking a committee out of uh, being, you know, basically... Um, you know, forbidden to have a bank because that was kind of the, the the space where we where I, I we picked up the regional committee and turning it into something you know beautiful. I think you don't necessarily like wake up every day thinking why am I doing this, but it kind of just happens. And in retrospect, you see it and it's like, oh yeah, what really motivated me was being able to see, uh, you know, young delegates uh, experience the same thing as I had gone through. Because I remember the first national session that we went to in Aix-en-Provence in 2010, that was really, you know, the fact that I, uh, you know, I was the shy kid and I kind of went into like giving the the speech. And that was really not transcendental, but, you know, just like everyone, when they attend a, a session, they have never really lived something like this in their whole life, in their whole life being maybe 15 years of existence. So that's not, you know, 30 or 45 years, but still, you know, like it's, what was this, right? And you start to realize if that has transformed me in three days like this, uh, what, you know, what can I do for other, you know, youngsters like this to 
make sure that they go through this because I wasn't really, I mean, I you know I believe in 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 the in Europe in the European Union in the politics of it, but I it's not what really propelled me to do those sleepless nights. Um, it it was mostly I think to create the space for people to thrive, whether it is delegates, officials, um, anyone revolving around those those sessions. Yeah, yeah the, those are some cool motivations. And I guess we, we do just plunge ourselves into the unknown. And then sometimes we then start to kind of rationalize and be like, yeah, this is why I'm continuing to do this. This is why I'm going to continue to actually really, really grind. Because when we organized that session all those years ago, that was such a grind. We made so many mistakes. Yes, so many funny stories kind of came out of it. But, and we did learn a lot, but the grind that it was. So after having kind of started almost like, you know, within the first year, having started your experience in UIP with that kind of grind, what the hell led you to then wanting to head organize an international session that will be done in three different languages across two cities? So like Rise 2016, like what, what pushed you to want to sacrifice years of your life to organize that? Yeah. Um, again, a lot of naivete and candidness, I think, at first. Um, so, you know, it's like EYP, you start, you, you start getting into EYP and you know, like people know the feeling of like, oh, I'm meeting new people. I'm traveling Europe. This is so cool. You know, like this is, uh, again, this is something that I hadn't had. Some people have, have this with like maybe sports association or the, with other types of association. This was like traveling Europe, um, you know, coming from a family who doesn't really travel that much. So that was kind of like. Oh my God, you know, what's, what's, what's this, you know, meeting new people like weekends going into like Portugal and stuff like this. It was kind of, uh, out of the path that I was probably supposed to go down. Um, so you have this, this, this period. And then I attend the, uh, IS in Grenoble in France in 2011, big IS, uh, you know, with lots of people and I, it's, it's a summer IS, but I, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a very well-organized kind of thing. I see the organizers there. And then two years later, as I get into like the, the national committee, I'm kind of like, I, I hear that there was an IS in my hometown in Rennes where we organized stuff in 2008 or six, I can't remember, but I was like, oh, so that was organized then. Wouldn't be cool if we could do it again. But I remember the, the, when I had this kind of thought was, so candid it was it was really just like huh it'd be cool if i had like a game boy or something that was kind of the initial feeling initial thought and that kind of started there and then you ask questions to other people namely the head organizers of the past is and i could see you know i was i was there really really happy to 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 um to ask questions and and there were more saying yeah yeah that's that's cute that's cute you know like um you can do that. They were half answering my questions, you know, like, yeah, you had to organize an IS. Yeah, that's cute. But, you know, it's, it's it's complicated, right? I was like, yeah, sure. I know it's complicated. And again, I still at this day underestimated uh, the the effort. I think what, what went, what transformed from a feeling of I want to do an IS in my hometown because, again, I want to see the space around me change and be transformed and kind of, uh, you know, it started off as like a, 
kind of a, a desire, an, an individual desire. And the more you bring in people, so, you know, December 2013, I brought uh, the second HO, Sugir, into the into the the adventure. And then you bring a third HO into the adventure. And then you bring more organizers. And then you bring still more and more organizers. And so it then becomes an adventure for, you know, you organize the the event not necessarily for you but for other people. Now, I'm not saying that I I made a, you know a, it was a gift for the organizers because they worked a lot. But what I meant is that my daily motivation was less became less and less. Oh, I want to organize this in my hometown because really it could have been in my hometown or anywhere else. It could have been on Mars. Like it would have been the same thing. I was doing it because of. The, the organizers that was I was working with, with the officials, and also the uh, the idea of the project itself. As you said, it was it was it was translated in a lot of different, um, you know, it was well, it was in three three different languages, and you know, it it wasn't so much oh I'm doing this for Europe or I'm doing this for language recognition. It was I'm doing this for the organizers because it's my fault they're in this adventure now, so now I'm working for them. And this is something that still to this day in professional life, you want to, I, I think that works really well. Even if people sometimes are working for you, uh, you know, you, you're actually working for them. Uh, as in, you know, you're trying to help them out as much as possible. And HOing is, it's a brutal experience. I think at this age to be put into under this much pressure and this and kind of in crossfire between I gotta call it political strife, but you know, kind of tensions. Let's call it tensions between international organization, national committees, regional committees, the desires of that organizer who wants to organize the year village and the other one who doesn't want to. And you're at the center of this. You're supposed to take all the fire and to resolve it. And it's a brutal experience in all cases because I haven't really, I mean, sure, Nora. Uh, it was, it was, you know, she did a, an awesome IS. And when you talk about, talk to her about it, you know, it felt not painless, but uh, less, uh, with less pain than what we went through. Um, so it, it was brutal, but, and, it, and, you know, we, we made a lot of mistakes and the IS could have been, of course, better, uh, but it, it creates a lot of thick skin. And so that's why some people, maybe some organizers think that they should not have gone into this organization um, maybe at, you know, in retrospect, you think, oh, I could have done something else. I love the fact that I went through this pain. Oh, this sounds really bad when I say this, but like, it, I love the fact that I actually endured those, you know, it was almost a full-time job for a volunteer full-time job for two years. Um, but it was really worth it. Uh, as in you develop a lot of thick skin, you develop a lot of empathy because it's the only way for you to actually stay sane. Mm -hmm. uh, when you hear the the complaints of people, you got to understand everyone's point of view. Otherwise, if you start standing up against someone's point of view, you're going to hit a wall and you don't have the energy to go into conflicts. So you have to round all the angles every day. And at the end, you know, I don't really remember the IS that much. <laughs> I remember the years of organization. <laughs> I don't remember the IS went too fast. Well, then talking about memory and kind of going back to what you were talking about through the pain, through fires and stuff like that. Um, 
I'd actually like to hear one or, one or two of the, like the fires or the pains or let's say a couple of moments during the session where things happened and two or three more gray hairs came about <laughs> as you were then kind of pushed into a situation where you're like, okay, how do I solve this one? Uh, yeah. Could be the first one because that, that well, the, the beginning of the adventure when we put down a bid for this organization, uh, for the organization that the ISO, that was in 2014, peak tension between UIP France and UIP International. Um, mm-hmm. And again, here's William wanting to organize an IS. Like, what a dumb idea, because that's that has to basically bring together, you know, that an IS is the only event where you have to work together between an, an international committee and, you know, the EYP International and a national committee. So if there was one thing not to do, if you wanted to kind of, you know, stay away from each other was to organize an IS. But I come in there kind of like with my, you know, big feed and and again, full of candidness. I'm like, yeah, I want to submit a, a bid for organizing, organizing an IS. So first you have to get it through the national committee. That was... Uh, difficult. They had a vote as well internally, so we had to or, to to submit it to a vote, and that went through. Uh, but again, first kind of political push there. Uh, kind of you have to convince other people to organize. And again, it's a financial commitment, so I would understand that you know you want to make sure that it's not just this one guy and everyone else doesn't want it. But it went through, and then you know the conditions. Basically, you know we were the vehicle between the conditions of. EYP International and EYP France. So part of it was multilingualism. So, you know, it, it, it came about as like, okay, EYP France says, we we want to organize this, that's fine, but it needs to be multilingual. It cannot be just in English. All right, let me send that to EYP International. No. All right, let me send it back to EYP France. No. All right, we're going back and forth. And so ultimately it, you know, it, it was accepted, uh, but it's mostly, when you organize an IS, it's mostly a question of money. And I'm not going to get into too much of the details there, but, you know, it's it's a question of like, oh, you wanted multilingualism, but who's going to pay for that? Uh, and you realize that just like a CEO's only job is to handle the money, uh, an HO's only job, well, main job is to try to find some more money um, because that's what, you know, really propels the vehicle forward. So that was one of the big ones big uh, kind of starting points kind of giving the the theme and the tone of the organization of the is uh of being like oh okay that's going to be pretty much the theme of the whole next two years you know (laughs) i'm trying to think of another one another kind of i mean i think then you kind of probably my memories of conflicts and heated uh calls where have been kind of reduced because you, you start to normalize them when you have a weekly kind of heated call on like, you know, a, it was just a tough relationship. It was like, it was like you had a relationship, you know, between, um, you know, you have a relationship between two people, but then those two people don't really like each other, but they have to work together because now they have kids. They have the kid, which is the IS. And like, you know, they have to, to make it through, not not the divorce, but like make it through, you know, the the birth of the kid, you know, it's like they, it's going to be a 24 month pregnancy and you got to stick together. And, and that was kind of the feeling where every call 
that we had with well depending on 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 who it was but with uh different you know the national committee and sometimes the international committee i came in with quite a lot of anxiety it was an anxiety inducing i think uh you know mm-hmm. thing because you're like i don't want to disappoint people but i know that every time you know i was organizing an event that this person didn't want to do or the the committee didn't want to organize uh so you kind of have to like you know you know go forward mm-hmm. it's a lot of anxiety for someone who is uh you know pretty young but again now a lot of other conflicts kind of seem really bland to me <laughs> so kind of out of this pressure it's like <laughs> you know in french french we have this expression which is like noyer dans un verre d'eau which literally means like dr- drowning in a glass of water Uh, some people, you know, have a tendency, even in like 40 years old and 15 years of experience, they drown in a glass of water. I don't think that's really possible for someone who's HO'd or who's really organized a lot of, you know, heavily in, in, a national, in, a, in an international session because everything seems like a very a much smaller problem than bringing 400 people over 10 days. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's done one of the <clears throat> biggest learnings that the EYP in, in general gives to people that do it a lot. It's this kind of numbness, this positive numbness to problems that you encounter afterwards. It's like, oh, things could be much worse. Yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to put the energy into feeling bad about this because, well, I, I I've been through worse and it was fine. I, I'm still me. I'm still good doing good. This is not going to ruin me. Yeah. This is something that I, I, you know, after the session, you know, there, there's bound to be some tensions between <clears throat> within the organizi- organizing team, within any official team, uh, you know, because it's an intense, you know, through an, an IS where you don't sleep for like four, you know, three or four nights, you, you of course are going to be revealing who you are. And mm-hmm. you're going to have tensions appear. But the more I talk after the, after the, you know, the IS is going to be five years now. So the more you talk after the, the, the fact, you, you, you kind of, I always tell the organizers that this is a, a miracle that happens. And every IS, which happens without, you know, a major death or, you know, any major problem is already a miracle. We're not supposed mm-hmm. to organize Like at our age, we're not supposed to organize such an event with so little means and help. When you see, when you go into the professional world and you see events who are, which are organized by professional people whose job it is to organize things and you see the same mistakes and sometimes more mistakes than what you've done, you realize, hold up, we did this? And in retrospect, mm-hmm. it's like, When you're doing it, you can only see the mistakes. You're like, uh, there's an food, is there's an infant food here, there's not enough food here, there's the accommodation is not that great, the schedule is tough, you know, some organizers uh you know are are too tired, etc. You only see the mistakes, you only see the problems. But then in retrospect, I'm I'm forcing myself, not forcing myself, I see it and I encourage my other fellow organizers to see each IS as like a miracle of organization for our age and just the fact that it's a volunteer thing just like a lot of festivals are miracles 
that's the same thing. So that that's kind of the the main you know for any HO out there, uh, just incredible work. Whether you organized a, a small session, an international session, a huge event, it's like you're not supposed to do that, but in a good way. Like you 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 are not you know destined to spend thirty hours a week on such an event, but you did it anyway. And, you know, you, you have to be proud of this. And I think we too often forget that. And it's, it's this kind of cookie jar of whenever I, I have this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking confidence. I always tend to look into this cookie jar of like, oh yeah, I organized uh, an IS. Not, not in a way like, you know, big boy, I organized an IS. No, just that was tough. We went through it. It was only done through the help and the, the you know the dedication and just the selflessness of of so many organizers and mm-hmm. everything else should be fine yeah and that, that's the thing about anias is that they are tough because they bring in way more challenges specifically political challenges that you were talking about earlier william um that other sessions don't tend to bring and like to be completely honest i do not like is's i do not like the format for me that is not something i like to go to if if i had two offers at the same time one come to this is two go to that regional session i would pick that regional every day Uh, i think the the last is in which i i was the one who more or less like yeah who chose from the beginning to go to was back in 2013 since that time i realized that for me when I look at that constant political battle between the organizing team, the national committee, the GB, the international office, and whoever else feels like having their say at that time, like it's just constant, constant, constant pull between them. And it's always trying to either please certain people's egos, try to settle certain agreements or conflicts and stuff like that, while at the same time trying to do everything what William was talking about of trying to create an incredible experience for participants. Um, and I, I, I know like you can definitely, definitely feel that within like the, the organization sphere. And I did yeah, two different ISs um, on, on the board. Um, so from that sphere, I could 100% feel that <laughs> of this constant battle, this constant push. If you have an idea, then the idea has to be ran past everyone before it goes ahead. If somebody else wants to do something, everyone always has to sit around. Everyone always, always, always in agreement. And then, Joel, like, uh, let's say as a, as a chairperson in IS, did you also feel um, any consequences of this almost like political battle between so many different sides and so many different stakeholders at the same time? I think it's going to sound a bit rough, but Mm -hmm. at the IS that we did together in Yerevan, the organization was somewhat of a mess, as a lot of people experienced, and it's hard to pick into that mess and recognize where the conflicts Mm. are and where it's arising from especially when the local culture isn't very open about the issues that are happening you're gonna see that there are issues and you can feel that the head organizer is having issues but there's no 
conversation about it. And mm. yeah. So through that as a chairperson in the IS that we did, it did not reach me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost like the impact of it does, but you don't see it is coming from there. As in it gets diluted and stuff. And I think, yeah, that raising that point of culture as well is a huge factor, which is that, you know, in EYP, we have more than 40 different, very different cultures. And when, when you, especially when it comes to an international session, then each of these stakeholders that we're talking about here, each of them are coming from a different perspective, coming with a different uh, culture set with them and then trying to come together on these agreements we we find that difficult as delegates coming into a committee and trying to agree on a resolution in order to present it for 45 minutes in a parliamentary session when we think about like the outcome actually being put in on a large-scale event for example the one in armenia was the largest ever youth event in the history of um, armenia you know when, when you're literally creating something that creates history and you constantly have to get that agreement then there are so many issues that happen and then those issues start to get trickled down and then what could be seen as either an organizational mess it could be seen as a lack of direction from leadership or like these kind of different things that i always see start to happen because there's this like weird kind of thing going on at the top so then like william like what i know you talked to us a bit already about your experience within this kind of to and throw uh between uyp france and the and international office but then when you're in the session itself when you then actually have the board as another stakeholder you have the edit the editors as another stakeholder constantly having to work between all of these and I, like i was in that board we were working together in that session um how was your experience for that so the again the the two weeks of organizing flew by so i'm trying to remember you know specific well yeah there's i'll, I'll give an example here um for one event, I can't remember if it was the opening ceremony or like the Euro Village. It was sometimes so you so when you a, a head organizer, you're bound to have a lot of context switches, where you have to take care of one problem and then someone pulls your arm on some something else. Now, the the bigger the events, the more you're going to have those issues, and so. You know, there was a question around who should sit on the on the stage of that ceremony. And again, I can't exactly remember that, but you know, between just the yeah. president or all the board. And I think for some reason, I can't remember which stakeholder, but essentially you had stakeholder A saying no, there should be only the president sitting down. And then stakeholder B well, you know, you guys, the board, as you should have, yeah, you guys w wanted to sit on, you know, in the stage. And I think it made sense. But as you're running around, you're trying to organize all the shifts and you're trying to organize this. Then you have to like plead and negotiate for those. In hindsight, not things that are, they're important, but they're image things. They're, they're status games. And you know, it's just that 
playing everyone's status games was difficult and you know i was just trying to focus on like okay what makes for a better experience for the delegates and for the people around here i can't i don't really care about if you know you know just that person is sitting there or sitting there and so you know it, it's just a lot of your 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 mind is blurry around what actually matters and you sometimes spend mm -hmm. a lot of time on things that Similarly, don't matter, you know, like a logo is not good on the back of the paper yeah. or, and that's, that's part of it, right? Like you, you have to kind of sometimes do some decisions, take some decisions on like, no, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't work here. That doesn't work here. I think in general, the officials in the IS were, I mean, you know, all of you were, 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 were good, you know, to the organizers because you respected the work that we were doing and, I was in charge of the officials and I I think that was the least <laughs> problematic part of of the whole of the whole IS I believe uh working mm -hmm. with you guys and um it was also something that we built together for a while before with you know a brand new team of officials who are the translators so that was a lot of people um but all kind of striving towards the same goal and if there were problems I didn't see it at least, or at least, you know, the, mm -hmm. it stayed kind of, I was, I was far removed enough that I, I couldn't see it. And I just had to handle my organizing problems, which was still, you know, interesting, but going to, you know, the your question that you had to Joel about the fact that, you know, can you see problems arise in an, in an organization? I think sometimes we overestimate the visibility mm -hmm. of problems from the delegates standpoint. If I take the, well, I'll give you an example of the Grenoble IS because I was a delegate there and, you know, I didn't really see that many problems of organization. I mean, it, you know, it went smoothly. I had to eat. I had enough things to eat. I had a place to sleep. I did my, you know, chair. Uh, I, did, I did my committee thing. I, you know, just the regular delegates experience. But then the hearing about in the aftermath, all the organizers talking about it, I was kind of like dumbfounded because I was like, oh, that, you know, all those problems went down, but I didn't see it. And so this is yeah. the human condition of being, you know, egocentric and only seeing the world in your own eyes is thinking this mm -hmm. problem that is dominating my, my thoughts here, the fact that the logo isn't there really matters mostly to you and maybe two people around you, but the delegates will not see it. Mm. And that's kind of in hindsight when you talk about to delegates after the after the IS. Yes, they might have seen you know one or two organization hiccups, but in general, it's you know it it was it was a good experience uh, for them. You know because just the mm -hmm. fact that it happened was already awesome. Yeah, and each person is going in with that, with their perspective, with their context. And with the story you were bringing up earlier on about that opening ceremony, it actually reminded me about this of, of context. So let's say if you're there as an, as an organizer, um, and then, you know, the stage has been set, the VPs are sat, you know, uh, with the audience, and then the president's kind of like sat by themselves there for the opening ceremony. You're like, okay, you know, if they're together, if they're not together, you know, it's, it is a smaller detail and it is true on hindsight you look at something like that you're like yeah that's a smaller detail you know whichever way can we do this logistically who's kind of saying what here and then at the same time i kind of look into the context 
of the way that we saw it, where us as a board were going for a very, very rocky few days together. Mm. There was lots of issues within our board in terms of the way we were working together. And there was almost like this exclusion or this huge separation between the VPs and the president. And there's a lot of this going on when it came to, it came to ego and stuff like this. And then as all of this is mounting up, we are then told, oh yeah, by the way, you're not sitting with me on the stage. <laughs> and then we're like, huh? After how many slaps in the face we then get this from you? And we're like, no, we're going to put our foot down. This is not happening. You're not doing this to us. We're going to be there. So then there's us entering with this kind of context. So I guess then there, William, in your, in your situation, all these different stakeholders you're constantly having to work between, each of them are coming there with their context. They're probably not sharing that context with you. They're just sharing what they want at that moment. Yeah. And, and I couldn't understand the whole context. Like I, I didn't even know the con whole context. I can't even know the whole context now because it's just, I only have so much space in my head for some context. So what do I, so what do I do in this case? I trust the people mm -hmm. that I know in this case, you, and this is, you know, you came to me and said like, all right, we gotta, we gotta sort it out. All right, let me stop what I'm doing here. If you're telling me that this is a problem, it probably is one but I only did this because I trusted you. And so this is also something which, where I, w I really wanted to have you in, in the IS, you know, and I pushed for it because you have to, you know, rely on people who you trust. And so out of all this organization, you spend two years with the organizers, so you're going to trust the organizers. Um, and then, you know, it's important to also have, to also build something, you know, to, to have people in outside of the organizing team with who you can have, you already have like a pre-existing rapport and you can actually trust them. I think that that really helped out uh, to get that. But you also, you know, as I said, you know, you, you because you're talking about this kind of, you know, conflict internally in the board, I only saw it really later in the organizing team, in the, uh, in the organization, in the IS, because you rightfully so kind of, you know, kept it, from me so that because there wasn't really that much uh, interest for me to go into that discussion. So that was also good because when you know that you don't have everyone coming to, you know, with their problems and sometimes, you know, because I sometimes you can't do anything about a problem specifically. So ignorance is bliss in this case. And you actually appreciate the people who didn't talk about those problems to you and they didn't bring it up to you because that's just, you know, one less gray hair that you have to to grow at this moment beautiful but um if if we want to talk about you know those because i guess the show is, is tales from sessions um uh maybe the the highlights and the the high low lights of the of the session was so we you know we had if 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 people hearing this uh were delegates you probably remember the accommodation in Rennes. And, you know, summer ISs, we knew it was going to happen. People want to party. Sure thing. Um, you know, we had to do a summer IS because that was the only time the accommodation was, was free. And so the accommodation for delegates was a high school. And, you know, they were pretty strict in terms of like alcohol consumption and, you know, partying and curfew and stuff like this. So I wasn't in the, in the accommodation for delegates because we were with the, the officials. And so, you know, there was this one night where it kind of, 
went out of hand. You know, like there was a lot of you know organizers were trying to make sure that the rules were, you know, observed uh, in terms of just parting in general. And of course, it's not all the delegates. It's of course, you know, you're going to have like, I don't know, five or 10% of the delegates wanting to party. Some of them wanting to focus on, you know, the work. It's not like, oh yeah, all delegates wanted to party. No, no, you had, you had, you know, there is levels to this. And so, it, you know, it kind of went, you know, pretty sour. I wasn't there, but, you know, we, we sent an HO to, 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 to the, to the accommodation to make sure that it was, it was uh, kind of dealt with. But so, you know, I, I finish my, my night of organizing, I go to sleep and then I'm waking up after like an hour of sleep saying, yeah, William, you have to, you have to talk to the delegates. Like they're coming now and, uh, you know, you have to talk to them because their behavior wasn't correct, uh, yesterday. I was like, all right, well, let me, let me get dressed. And so, you know, you, that was, I think one of the, well, not the first time, but that was one of the first time we had everyone in the in the in the hole and i wasn't my plan wasn't to yell at them like hey you were bad no it was just that to explain the fact that we were organizers we had been organizing for this for a long time and so some behaviors that we saw last night like last night were not acceptable and so you have to basically uh i don't know correct or you know tell people that you know, you spent your two years of, of, of two years of your life getting people to, to you, to, 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 to this town and to this event. And so you're, you're here. And what I'm doing is just telling them that, you know, like not yelling at them, but almost saying, Hey, you know, that wasn't cool. And so I remember, you know, just like I, I, I spoke here and, uh, and then, you know, some delegates were actually, some were crying because they were, you know, they were sad that it happened uh, and they didn't understand everything uh, because it wasn't all of the delegates. I wasn't, I wasn't super, I wasn't, you know, yelling at them per se. But then, you know, I said like, all right, well, go get your breakfast and hopefully you can appreciate the work. And I understood their point of view as well from the delegates. That was, that's what was so hard. And so I kind of stopped, you know, I put down the mic and... Um, went into like a back room with my other head organizer and it just started crying uh, just because it was so much emotion uh, all in once. And of course, exhaustion wasn't helping as well. Uh, but it was, it was a beautiful moment as well. It was a beautiful moment mm -hmm. as in, damn, so this is, this is hard, but it's worth it. And uh, yeah, just let it all out. But then after it was fine. You told us that like the delegates misbehaved, but you talked around it, avoiding telling us what they did. What was this misbehavior? Uh, yeah. So, you know, some of the, we, we were observing the rules of EYP International, of EYP France, of the high school, and we were supposed to be the, you know, the policemen to enforce those rules. It's a job, you know, to enforce rules of like, oh, you see people in the street, you're not supposed to drink out there. So, you know, I'm uh, putting you in jail, you know, and 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 that's a, a whole job. So that was something that we were not fitted to to do. So to organize the IS, we had to say, yes, we're going to be enforcing those rules. But practically speaking, it was hard. Like, do you go into the rooms of the delegates to 
you know, take out the alcohol. Uh, and, you know, you have an age gap of like maybe two years between the delegates and the organizers. So you have this strange situation where organizers had to like take alcohol bottles out of the delegates' hands. Some delegates like went out of the of the high school and, uh, you know, because they wanted to drink outside. They thought, well, you know, let me drink outside. But then, you know, there was a curfew in place uh, put in by the high school. So we had, you know, they were trying to enforce. And I wasn't there. So I, I, I only speak from like what I heard. But, uh, you know, there was, and some delegates were disrespectful to the organizers straight up because they were upset that, you know, they couldn't um, party. And so they were like, yeah, come on, man. And, uh, and you know, we had one organizer uh, leave the organizing the organization after that moment. So it wasn't a just, oh, people were slightly upset. No, it actually spiraled out into a, a major thing. Um, so that was, you know, of course, like I loved my organizers and I was like, how could you guys do this to them? Knowing full well, it wasn't the 200 delegates. It was maybe what, 10, 10 of them? And, uh, but you know, it was like a general, you, you kind of have to address the whole nation to, you know, spread the message. Um, and the, the, the difficult part was that I understood the delegates. I understand that, you know, you might want to actually, you're thinking, oh, I'm going into an IS, a summer IS. And this is also the format, as you said, Nathan, of the summer ISs, which I think are too much considered like a summer camp, uh, you know, like Ibiza and and, and with, with other friends, uh, which is another, you know, discussion around like the format of ISs, which I think are too big for sure. Well, on that point, so just to add okay. one more thing in there is that for for listeners who are newish to EYP, um, summer IS of what we're talking about doesn't exist anymore. So uh, beforehand, what what it used to be is you would have a spring IS, uh, so spring international session in which people from national selection sessions then go to. You then had a a winter or autumn um, international session, same kind of procedure, national selections. You go to it, but then if you did either one of these two you could then go to the summer is as a kind of alumni party session basically where everyone around you has done probably quite a few sessions everyone they're there they know what they're doing and it's the time that people try out weird and wonderful things um that isn't the case anymore since we have more and more participants and we want to give the same experience to everyone so now the three of them are go from different national selection sessions to that is good point i didn't know that so <laughs> i didn't know you had changed so that's a good thing oh yeah i don't know where i was going with this but yeah I, th I think yeah i kind of interrupted your thought but you, you're you're talking about how how some is's are like this kind of ibiza thing and then so yeah. from an organization point of view yeah i mean for the organizers it's it's tough to see like oh okay so we spent all this time just for people to get drunk, you know, it, it, you know, when you have this kind of, it, it, it's oversimplified what I'm saying here, but that's the feeling. And that's, you know, when, when you're upset and, 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 and tired, your only reaction is to go to the extremes. So you think all those delegates are mm -hmm. coming from everywhere. And well, the, the, what they just want is to just like, you know, get drunk and completely wasted. And there were nuances again, but you, nuances are hard to see when you're well rested. So, you know, in an IS, it's only when, you know, you, you like, so, so you have like this conflict and like those organizers caring for those delegates, but also the organizers like starting to have some 
resentment uh, against those delegates who, you know, they put in one bag, which is normal, which is what we usually do in, in real life. And it, it takes a lot of energy and empathy to think about, no, 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 okay, those delegates, they, you know, they're, they're still worth uh, the organization and, and, and just the, the work that we're doing here. Yeah, it's uh, as you guys said, it's a very big mixed bag, mixed bag of different interests of different parties. Whether it's the it's it's the delegates wanting to have fun their way and the venue wanting to keep up their curfew, and the funny thing is, it doesn't even really end there. Like I had a experience at a national session in Finland where I was an organizer, and one of the in Finland, also with we were staying at the school as per the tradition, and in Finnish schools the alcohol rules are very strict. Like you get into actually massive trouble if the school staff finds out that there's been alcohol consumption. And at this session, one of the board members of EYP Finland pops up uninvited, drunk to the venue, and you're like. It's not like it wasn't difficult enough to begin with, with these different differing interests of parties. But then there's also it, it's it's not a two player game between the venues and the delegates and the organizers trying to facilitate that. It's all it's like million different moving cogs, and then you know you might end up seeing some of that being off, but it doesn't necessarily like for <clears throat> it might have ruined the experience for that one organizer that ended up quitting but i'm sure it was still a learning experience for them as well yeah and it, it's a it's a big thing and in the end what you're doing is actually i need to fetch a book to make this point I need to reference to the author. Wow, he's going to look so smart. Talking with a book in his hand. I don't... What are books? Um, you, you know, so like back in the day, they didn't have Kindles and they didn't have like phones for audiobooks. So right. back in the day, they had these, um, this like scripture written on papyrus. And I think hmm? that's what Joel's referring to. Well, I don't know what, are, what books um, are. We're talking about your 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 scripture written on papyrus, right? Like b before the time of of uh, audiobooks and Kindles, before yeah. Jeff Bezos, exactly. Yeah, I was well, earlier when we were talking about this. It would it really this whole thing of organizing a session? What William was talking about, creating this place where people can do things. It really brings up to me this book that I'm reading called Triggers by Marsha Goldsmith, which is about behavioral change in leaders. And it talks a lot about this um, concept of how we function differently in different environments and how that is a ma major thing, whether you're, if you might react to the same situation very differently if it's with your family or if it's at a workplace that's stressful, or if it's stressful with your family, or if it's with your partner. And what we're doing in the end, when we're organizing a session, 
is we're building this whole environment where so many things are possible. And it's really interesting thing to combine this with all the different difficulties that the organizing team puts it through because creating this kind of environment it does come with so many limitations from outside sources whether it's the international office or the national committee or the venues but you're in a way creating something absolutely wonderful if you push through it yeah here beautiful words yeah, that's true. So that's why I think it's it's always I I never want to think that I should not have had this idea. Um and again, I'm I'm not I'm I'm never thinking that it it was all me, but I'm 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 not, you know, sometimes when I when I see some organizers and they went through a lot of stuff and on 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 the mo- in the moments I know that in hindsight, it will be, well, it was just 14 days, you know, but still there's this paradox of it was only 14 days, you know, it's already five years ago. And sometimes I forget that, you know, we organized NIAS because it's, you know, that's, that's just how, how life goes. But I think to any organizer, head organizer who organized NIAS and there were problems and, you know, it might've caused some tensions and it might have caused some pain on on the organizers. This was supposed to happen. Again, those events are not supposed to go flawlessly. Even if you were paid, even if you took an agency to organize this, it's bound to to bring difficulties and problems. And that's the whole thing about organizing events. So I kind of implore everyone to never think that it was a bad thing to do. Uh, and it was always the right choice to, you know, to kind of go beyond your limiting beliefs, whether it was thinking, yeah, I actually can do that. Or it was just triggered by candidness and just saying, oh, I'd be cool to do it. Let's do it. And then you're one step closer and step closer. And at the end, what do you know? You're closing the ceremony of your, of your IS and thinking, oh, okay, what now? So it's always going to be a positive thing that you brought onto the world and onto you and onto people around you. So it's kind of, you know, hats off to everyone who organized and who spent, uh, you know, some of their money, time, energy on organizing such a thing. Yeah. Um, and this is also something that I've been discussing recently is that I'm seeing that the pattern in life is, I have this, this concept of, um, making sure that you work in kind of like sprints, working like a lion, essentially, where you sprint, you sprint to get, catch a prey, you eat and you, and you rest. And I realized that the IS was such a period of time where you, where we, we we sprinted, creating a regional committee, create, organizing an IS for, you know, until 2016. And then it kind of stopped, but it wasn't so negative. Like it, it went from, all right, July 24th, 20, 2016, closing ceremony. Uh, now what? Yes, you have to do some, you know, reports after that, but that's like the boring stuff 
you know, it's, 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 it's quote unquote easy, but then you have another five years and, and just now, you know, and I can see it, I think, you know, with you guys doing the, 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 the podcast, this is another phase of sprint that might be starting where we're, where we, I mean, I know for my case, I spent a lot of time working, you know, voluntarily for, um, EYP and I have, a, have had a five year kind of like break essentially. And now 2021, it's starting back up with, you know, entrepreneurial ventures. So it's kind of this fever of EYP starting back again. And I just think it's really cool. And that I encourage people to rekindle this kind of EYP fever that you have, that you felt when you started. Because I think some people might say like, oh yeah, EYP is done. That's it. My life is boring now. Try to find something else that has the same amount of fever. Because if you did EYP to this level, it probably means you're not bound to stay, you know, playing with your thumbs for a while. It might mean that you're having a break. Maybe it's two, three years, five years where you might just focus on work and that's enough. Maybe on family as well, but that's enough. But at some point, you're going to want to get back that fever of, of EYP that you had. So not necessarily an EYP, could be an association, an other organization, could be entrepreneurship, but you got to have to find it. And I think it will be pretty natural. It, it kind of comes natural, I think. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> I was I was thinking about this and I guess I was going to do like a closing ceremony. I'm not going to thank everyone, but you know, Thank you to everyone who have made my experience in EYP so great. Thank you, Nathan, for having uh, pushed me into it uh, voluntarily. And um, I'm looking forward to hear the other episodes of this podcast, uh, which I'm realizing is something that we don't have enough of those conversations. I never talked for an hour and a half about EYP experience, but it's good because it makes you remind you of what has gone, you know, has gone through. So super initiative and, uh, you know, looking forward to hear about from the, from the other speakers and the other episodes. So thank you guys. Awesome. It's been a pleasure having you on and really seeing you grow through your whole activities. Thank you. Mm. I think here we could also point out that this doesn't need to be something exclusively done by this podcast. Like nothing's preventing mm -hmm. you from hitting up one of your previous the co-HO or co-board members, committee friends, and just let's just take an evening, get some drinks or recreational substances of your choice. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> just talk about the things that we've done. To talk about the experience that we had together and maybe that will just be a nice evening maybe that will make, give you some new insight on on what you want to do now it's a very good point don't don't make it taboo it, you're absolutely right it just popped into my mind because some some sessions when one thing goes wrong but everything goes right some are taboo don't let it be a taboo talk about it you're absolutely right